Welcome to the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. My name is Sally Harrison, and I'm the CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. Today, we are in the University of Phoenix podcast studio, and joining me today is Glenn Kasperzik. Good morning. Did I say your name right? You got it right. You get, you get points for that. Glenn from AMR. Yeah. Glenn, tell us about AMR. Yeah, first, again, thanks for having me. Yeah. So American Medical Response is the largest ambulance provider, private ambulance provider in the country. Uh, we service uh, the city of Mesa here through a contractual agreement. Mm-hmm. Been the proud provider here for many years, and certainly uh, we're in, in a, an evolving healthcare market as it relates to pre-hospital healthcare today. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about that. Excited There's about it. There's a lot to talk about. How many, uh, how many employees does AMR have here? So here in the state of Arizona, we have about 1,500 field personnel and then mm-hmm. other support staff. Mm-hmm. But across the country, with our parent company, Global Medical Response, we have about 30,000 care providers across the country wow. in just about every state. So what about <clears throat> specifically Mesa? So Mesa has about 100 employees that mm-hmm. work in the system. We run a, a myriad of shifts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks like to get into the emergency medical side versus right. the interfacility side. So uh, we uh, we love this service area. A lot of our employees love this service area. It's very busy. Uh, they're constantly on the go. So uh, g- again, glad to be here in Mesa. Love uh, love Mesa and the community. Well, Mesa appreciates you guys. So there's a lot happening as far as technology and things are evolving. But let's talk about current what happens if somebody here at the chamber was to call 911? So What's t- the process? So today, if somebody calls 911, they're going to get uh, a dispatcher who's going to go through what we call emergency medical dispatch, going to ask a series of questions to kind of get a feel for what the emergency is. Based on that information, then they will dispatch the fire department. They'll dispatch an ambulance. We'll all come here to your uh, to your location and start to assess and treat you and provide care. Mm-hmm. Generally, uh, at that point, uh, once we initiate care, we will then put you in the back of the ambulance and we'll take you to one of the local hospitals for care. Right. Uh, but in the future, I think we're going to see things a lot differently than that. So when you say in the future, are you talking about because of costs or technology or just changes that need to be made? what's happening in the future? So Sally, a combination of all of that, right? So everyone's healthcare cost conscious. A lot of technology is available. You can probably talk through your insurance provider to a healthcare provider on the phone. Mm So probably receive those emails from them that says, hey, if you're not feeling good at three o'clock in the morning, you want to talk to somebody, you know, log in on FaceTime. Uh, And then certainly, you know, we have to evolve because of of where healthcare is driving. So I think when you start to look at future models, there always will be the traditional 911 response Mm -hmm. with the fire department and an ambulance for those higher acuity type calls. We're talking about, you know, people with with chest pains, heart problems, strokes, or, you know, people that are involved in traumatic situations. Mm -hmm. But what we're learning is that a fair amount of those patients just need an entry point into healthcare. So how do we better manage that call when it comes in Mm -hmm. after it's initially triaged? Is that transferring that person to speak to a nurse and using nurse navigation to Mm -hmm. route them into healthcare? Is it sending a single or a two-person lower acuity unit to evaluate somebody at home to get them into an entry point that's more appropriate and more cost-efficient? And then we'll ultimately better their outcome is what we're really looking to drive in healthcare. Okay, so as a patient, you're still calling 911, and then in the future, you on the other end will determine 
kind of the next steps. Yeah, I, th I think what you're going to see when you call 911 is those centers are going to expand out and have nurses or have mm -hmm. the ability to connect you to a nurse through technology uh, to, to get you routed in a different place. Again, mm -hmm. if you're calling having a heart attack, you're going to get that traditional sure. response. But when you look at the total number of calls that we have, you know, greater than 50 plus percent of those potentially could be managed through an alternate response. That's not eliminating the response, mm -hmm. but it's just better utilizing the resources that are available in a community. That makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about healthcare costs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, obviously we know as, as a chamber and, you know, providing healthcare um, benefits for staff mm -hmm. that the premiums continue to go up. I'm assuming that you see costs on your side going up too. Yeah, uh, unfortunately costs are rising. And what you're seeing though is the shift with insurance companies is if you go back 10 years ago, you, you had lower deductibles, probably mm -hmm. 250 or 500. Mm -hmm. Now you have 2,500, 5,000 yeah. or $10,000. Right. So when you have an unplanned medical incident and you wind up going to the emergency room, you have, let's say, an eight or $10,000 bill that would include an ambulance transport. And could you have been managed in a different space, so mm -hmm. a different clinic or a freestanding clinic, um, which would have lowered your cost, would have got you in and out faster, and right. probably the same, if not a better outcome. So we're really trying to work with our partners as we evolve new models for the future to make sure we're doing what's right for the patient. That makes sense. Everybody's concerned about how the money's being spent, and yeah. if you don't have to spend it on a healthcare issue, I mean, what a great benefit. Let's talk about technology. I mean, it seems like every day something new is coming up. What's new in your field? So what, what's new for us, right, is is the medi electronic medical record or mm -hmm. electronic patient care report. But beyond that, now having the ability to connect to a telemedicine portal, potentially utilizing that data, you know, as a company, we touch about 5 million patients across the country. So we can aggregate that data and use nice. that, that technology mm -hmm. to really get a feel for what's going on in the community. Uh, I think oftentimes that's probably the more valuable piece in the partnership is to say, what does our community look like and mm -hmm. benchmark it against the other data that's out there? Okay. We can learn and glean a lot from that and, and use that to build better systems. So let's talk about your relationship and how you, how you guys work with uh, Mesa Fire and Medical because you see them out too on yeah. calls. So how does that work? So, you know, Mesa Fire has been a progressive organization. You know, they had a grant a few years ago when right. CMS came out and mm -hmm. community paramedicine and really trying to look and evolve. And I think you're going to continue to see that occur in Mesa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this department recognizes that the model that we've all been used to is probably not the model of the future. Mm -hmm. What we see is how we as AMR and Global Medical Response can bring some of our other verticals to help communities build out better models. We don't necessarily always have to be the ambulance provider, but mm -hmm. we could be the nurse navigation provider. Mm -hmm. We can build around the information that we have and work with the Mesa Fire and Medical Department and build a system that meets Mesa's needs. Because when you see a system, you see just one system because right. of what the healthcare infrastructure looks like in the community. You can't replicate every part and piece of that sure. across the country. So I think that's what excites us about the future partnership with Mesa, the continuing working together mm -hmm. as, as they're on the forefront of evolution. 
we as an organization are equally on that forefront as well. That's important. Yeah. So do you see a lot of like repeat offenders? I mean, I've gone on a couple of ride-alongs and it, when staff has walked in, you know, the personnel's walked in, it's like, hi, Mabel, because yeah. they see her a lot. I'm assuming you guys are in the same boat. I think that's inherent in every system. Mm -hmm. There's people that use 911 as their entry point to healthcare. Mm -hmm. I think as we go forward, we just got to find better ways to manage those patients mm -hmm. and identify them as they get into the system to better send the right resources for them. You know, healthcare, a lot of a lot of healthcare in, in communities is, is a social problem as well. Right. And that's the piece that we have to connect with in the communities is how are we managing a homeless population, mm -hmm. a high user population with, with low acuity type, you know, medical conditions. Because right. they don't know necessarily where to access. Mm -hmm. But we've encouraged everybody over the years, if you're having an emergency call, call sure. 911. What we now have gotten better at is through technology and evolution is better ways to um, intake that call, triage mm -hmm. that call, and send the right resource to those calls. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that you know mental health is just becoming a bigger and bigger issue. Yeah. I'm assuming that a lot of your calls are homeless or you know those with mental health issues. Yeah, certainly on our side and, and obviously on the law enforcement side, mm -hmm. there's a, a mental health component. Right. And I think that's an area that a lot of discussion is occurring around. Mm -hmm. But there really isn't a solid solution on that. Yeah. It's it's getting more stakeholders to the table and having mm -hmm. those conversations on right. when somebody's in crisis, how do we get them a response? Where do we get them into so they can get help before it becomes a, a much more critical event for them? Right. So what else do you want to talk about? Uh, there's a lot going on. I know you guys are progressive and moving forward all the time, but is there anything special you want to tell us today? I think we're just excited about the future going forward and where mm -hmm. healthcare is driving as an organization. You know, with our, our, our parent company, Global Medical Response, you know, we, we want to be a solution provider. So mm -hmm. when we go to communities, you know, it's more of a broader-based discussion beyond just ambulance service. So, right. you know, proud to be here in Mesa, proud to be a, a chamber member, and, and look forward to continuing these healthcare discussions well into the future. Well, we look forward to having you back. Glenn, thanks for joining us today on the Inside Business Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on the Inside Business Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. <laughs>